This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs on Sports Radio 810 WHB. What I've done is help athletes be the best they can be. We work on giving you that winning edge, that mental edge that will help you realize your potential. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for over 30 years as a sports psychologist. This is the first time I've ever listened to it. I'm on my way to church and I said, I got to pull over and talk. Right now is your chance to call Dr. Jacobs for free help with any sports-related problem. It's a wonderful form, and uh, it's must-hear radio for me every time I'm in Kansas City. This show is about you. It's about having fun, working hard, building self-confidence, having the right attitude, being a good teammate, being a good parent, and being a good coach. Now, here's the sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to our show here in Sports Radio 810 WHB. As you know, I'm here every Sunday from 7 8 a.m., and this is the mindset show. It's the attitude show. It's the confidence show. We talk about all those issues and more every Sunday morning from 7 8 a.m. here. And the purpose of this show is to get into how your mind affects what you do as an athlete and as a person as well. I've been here for the last 16 years, Sports Radio 810 WHB on Sunday mornings. Started on Saturdays, moved to Sundays years ago. Been on the radio for 26 years now consecutively here in Kansas City. I've been in practice since 1981 as a sports psychologist and have had the privilege to work with athletes at all levels of, of, of competition, all levels of confidence as well, <clears throat> which is what we're going to get into today. But we talk about this on this show. The things that affect us from a mental perspective, how your mind affects what you do, how your mind plays a role with what you do. And this show is fueled by the conversations I have with you, our listeners. And as you know, if you are a sports fan in Kansas City, we've got two very hot teams in this town. The Royals obviously have come back from basically being dead at 10 games under 500, now a game under or game over 500, and two games out of first place, playing great baseball, which you knew they had to do sooner or later. And Sporting KC is dominating the MLS West. They're in first place by five points, five points ahead of Houston and Dallas, and six points ahead of Portland. They've got 30 points. They're eight, six, and they're eight, four, and six. Won eight, lost four, and tied six games. They're playing great. Went out to L.A. where they haven't won in a long time and won last night. And uh, I want to applaud them because I'll tell you what, they are on the way to doing something this year. And uh, it's going to be exciting to see what happens come playoff time because I think this team has a chip on their shoulder because of the way especially last season ended. And we'll see how it goes. The Royals have come back from a terrible situation where they were way, way down, 10 games under 500, now a game over, playing great baseball, very hot right now, winning games in their last at-bats, winning games by one run. And so what I want to get into today is the whole topic of believing in yourself, how you get yourself to do that, how do you coach that, how do you do that as an athlete? Because it's a problem for a lot of people to lose, to fail, to have their game not play 
out the way they want and then to give up. And it is so easy for people to give up and it's so hard for people to continue to believe. I like to ask, ask the question, and I've asked it many times on this show, and I will propose it out there as well today. Do you have to be confident to be successful, or do you have to be successful to be confident? And I'd like to find out from you as an athlete, as a coach, as a sports fan, what you think about that. How much of a role does confidence play? Because here's the deal. You can have tremendous experience. You can have played forever. But if you don't have that belief that you're capable, okay, that you're capable, I don't think it's going to happen. So to me, confidence is the foundation of all of it. I talk so much, and I've talked about this show forever, about the four, what I call the four keys to success in sports. You have to be prepared. I mean, there are a lot of things, but these are the four things I think are so important. Preparation, getting yourself prepared mentally, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, physically, nutritionally, rest-wise, doing all the things you have to do to be prepared, and that involves being ready for all types of situations to pop up. Because if those situations pop up, you get behind, you're ahead, you're tied, where's your focus need to be? It needs to be on yourself. It needs to be on you and what you're doing. And that's why that belief, that confidence to me is such a big part of it. So pre preparation starts it off. Then that takes us to focus. Focus is about your ability to concentrate. Focus is about your ability to really be into what you're doing. And that's also part of the whole issue of being ready to deal with distractions because you will have distractions. You will get distracted. There are all kinds of things that are going to get in the way of your performance. They can be psychological, they can be emotional, they can be external, they can be internal. So focus is important. That takes us to attitude, the third, third word. The A in PFAC. Attitude is how you, how you feel about yourself. What do you feel about yourself? Can you do it? Can you be positive? There are three kinds of attitudes, positive, negative, and realistic. I like to talk about a, a positive, realistic attitude. And the positive, realistic attitude is this. That you know... You've got the ability to succeed, but you also know stuff's going to happen along the way that's going to get in the way. And you have to have a great game plan to deal with that. So that's where having a positive attitude, but a, as I say, a realistic attitude is important. And that goes back to the preparation and focus parts. And then that takes us to confidence. Confidence is that belief in yourself, in your ability, in what you can do. That no matter what the situation no matter what the scenario, you know you're capable of doing it. And that, to me, in the end, is where it all comes down to. Why are the Royals playing so well now? I mean, at some point they had to play well. They've got good players, experienced players, and they're putting it together. Why is Sporting KC playing so well? Same reasons. I think the belief is there with both teams, okay, the belief is there internally with, with the, the coaching staffs, with the players. Hey, one game at a time, one inning at a time, one quarter at a time, one half at a time, depending on what it is. We can go back to the Chiefs season two years ago when they were 1-5 and five and ended up 11-5 and five and then winning the, the, the playoff game and moving on. How do, how do you do that? It's consistency. It's mindset. That's why I talk about that on this show. 
So I want to open up our phone lines and get your thoughts. If you are a coach, how do you coach this? Can you coach this? Can you coach an athlete or a team to believe in themselves enough to overcome adversity and not get stuck in a rut? Our number is 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. I want to hear from you and get your thoughts. If you're a coach, how do you coach mindsets? How do you coach athletes to believe in themselves? How do you think the Royals have come back from being so far under 500 to now being a game over and two games out of first? I think it's not worrying about stats. You focus on the process. You focus on consistency. You focus on yourself. That, to me, in the end, is what it comes down to. In our book, Just Let Him Play, that I co-wrote with Jeff Montgomery and Pete Malone, Pete, who coached for 40 years the Kansas City Blazers swim team, coached five gold medals in the Olympics, five gold medal Olympic performances amongst thousands of kids that he coached, preached forever the importance of the process, believing in the process. The result will be the result. Years ago, I had Catherine Fox and Pete on my show. 1996, Catherine, who grew up here in Kansas City, went to Bishop Mays High School, won two gold medals in swimming in the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta. Catherine was on my show and shared that she'd spent a lot of time working with me. And we had talked about this. And on that sh- the show before, she came on twice, before and after the Olympics. On the show before the Olympics, she came on and we talked about her preparation for the games. And we had a caller. And he said, well, you're going to win the gold, aren't you? You're going down there to win that gold medal. Her response was, I'm not going down there to win the gold medal. I'm going down there to perform my best. If I do my best, that will give me a chance to get a medal, whether it's gold, silver, or bronze. It doesn't matter what color. It's going to give me a chance to succeed. And if I win a medal, great. But you know what? If I come back to Kansas City after going to the Olympics and I've done my best and I don't win a medal, I'll be disappointed to win a medal, but I will be proud of myself because I performed my best. She came back with two gold medals in swimming. And we came, Pete and Catherine came back on my show after the Olympics and we discussed it. And she said, Dr. J, the whole thing we talked about that you, you work with me on and Pete worked with me on was the process and just focusing on what I could do. Not worrying about the time or the result, focusing on what I wanted to do. And I can give you countless examples of that because to me, I really believe it's this. If you have two athletes who are physically the same, the one with the stronger mind will come out on top. All right, let's get some calls in here. 913 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. I want to hear from you in light of the fact that the Royals are playing so well, supporting KC's playing so well. How important of a role do you think mindset, attitude, confidence plays? How do you coach it? Can you coach it? If you're a coach, I want to hear from you. If you're an athlete, I want to hear from you. If you're a sports fan, do you give up easily when your team falls behind? When you make it to the professional level, to the Olympic level, most athletes have been, by the time they get to that level of competition, in every situation. They've been ahead, they've been behind, and they have a game plan somewhere in their, in their brain, in their mind, to deal with it. You know, last year was a very unique year in, in professional sports, 2016, because you had Golden State ahead of Cleveland, three games to one, and the Cavaliers came back and beat them 4-3 to three in the NBA championships. 
Obviously, that didn't happen this year. You had the Cubs down 3-1 to one to the Indians in the World Series, coming back to win 4-3. And you had the Patriots down 28-3 to three in, the fourth, in the third quarter, excuse me, coming back to beat Atlanta. How were those teams able to do that? I feel very strongly it's the confidence level, it's the belief within themselves that they can do whatever they want to do. They don't care what the score is. They're going to keep playing till the game's over. They're going to make adjustments. They're going to focus on themselves. They're going to be positive. They're going to go for it. All right, so I'm going to get some calls in here. Let's get some conversation going. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, along with my producer Josh Briscoe. We're here every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. Beautiful day here this morning. Great day to go out, play golf, play tennis, go on a run, go on a walk, go on a bike ride, whatever you're going to do outside. It's an awesome day. And I want to hear from you if you're in your car, on your way to a competition, you're at home listening. How much of a role do you think believing in yourself that confidence has? And can you coach that? How do you coach that? How do you coach a team, an athlete, to believe in themselves? Our number is 913 I want to hear from you. If you coach a team, if you coach kids, they fall behind. You see their body language. You see their facial expressions. You see, you hear the words they say. Negativity comes out all over the place. How do you get them to get out of that rut? If you're a coach, what do you do? If you're a teammate, what do you do? If it's you, what do you do? If you just double bogey the first three holes in the golf tournament, but you've got 15 more to play, and you're hitting great on the range, how do you come back on hole number four with the right mindset? I know there are a lot of people in their cars driving right now out to the golf course who are thinking, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's me, Doc. That happens to me all the time. So I want to hear from you. 913-3810-810. How do you overcome that negative situation and get yourself back on track? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and we're in the leader in sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. and ready to talk with you about your mind. You know, I always like to say, and I said it earlier in the show, you can have two athletes who are physically the same, but the one with the stronger mind will be the one who will come out on top. I've been a sports psychologist for 36 years. I've been involved in sports my whole life, and... I believe that 100%. And today's topic, today's show is about how you coach confidence, how you coach people to believe. In light of the fact the Royals have come back from being 10 games under 500 and now are game over and two games out of first place. Everybody's all excited about that. Sporting KC is in first place playing tremendous soccer. They just beat the Galaxy in L.A. last night, a game actually I was supposed to be at but uh, was not at. And they hadn't won there, I think, in seven years. I've been at a couple games they've played out there. So the ability to believe, how do you coach that confidence? How do you coach an athlete, a team, to believe that they can do it? 913-3810-810 is the number. I want to hear from you. If you coach a team, I want to hear from you. Play on a team, I want to hear from you. You're a sports fan. How do you coach, how do you get that confidence to develop and help you succeed our first caller of the morning is chad let's see what he has to say chad good morning sir how are you 
I'm doing well. How are you? Great. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, just a couple things. You know, I've, I've been an athlete growing up as a kid. Um, I've coached, uh, you know, a couple of my kids' little league teams and things like that. And, uh, you know, to me, it, it's almost a little bit cliche, but it's 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 kind of getting into their heads that, that whole adage, you know, just look at the next play, look at the next game. Um, and, and to me, it even goes beyond just athletics and teams and that kind of thing. It's it, coming as a father, teaching our children from a young age to believe in themselves and everything they do, teaching them that it's okay to mess up, just learn from it, step up, own it, and try your best not to do that again. Um, my question would be, if someone doesn't get that from a young age, how would you instill that in someone later in life? Well, that's, um, a great, that's a great question, Chad, and let, let's talk about it for a moment. Okay, a couple, couple of things are, 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 the, are these points. First of all, you're going to have any athlete in any sport who has to learn how to fail. And in our book, Just Let Him Play, that, that I wrote with uh, Jeff Montgomery and Pete Malone, our third chapter is called Embracing Failure Can Lead to Fun. It's important, it's, it's a necessity to teach young people how to fail. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because if you don't, at some point, they're going to have to figure it out. And so if you have an athlete who hasn't really dealt with that very well, at some point they're going to have to learn how to handle it. And so when you have someone who's, who's always been maybe a young athlete, always been one of the better athletes, and all of a sudden they get to a point, because they will get to a point at some, at, at some time in their career where they're not the best anymore. They have to learn to understand that. They have to learn to deal with that. They have to learn to handle that. And that's where I think as a coach it's about communication. It's about, you know, so many times you have practices, and Chad, you may have done this too, had practices where you work on skills and you work on technique and fundamentals. When do you sit down and talk with your team about attitude? Have you ever sat really and had a whole practice where you just talk about it? Uh, never a whole practice, no. I mean, there's, it's kind of one of those things that I'm – that I kind of incorporate throughout everything. Really well, that's good. Um, but 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 at the same time, I think every once in a while, it's not a bad idea to put the bats and balls away, to put the cleats off. Don't put the cleats on, and just have a practice where you sit and talk, and talk about all these things, and get the athletes to share it, get everybody to talk about it, because what that does, is it brings everybody together. And I don't care if they're ten year olds or twenty five year olds or whatever, it will bring everyone together to understand each other more to be more supportive of each other and respectful of each other. Absolutely. And so I think that, you know, so, so to answer your question, if you haven't really failed and then all of a sudden it starts to happen, how do you deal with it? Well, that it's about talking about it. It's about the experience, and it's about focusing on the process. One of the best interviews I've ever seen was with David Freeze after the Cardinals won the World Series a few years ago. Game six, he hit a triple in the bottom of the ninth with an 0-2 count with two outs with Texas up by two runs. He hits a triple, drives in two runs, ties the game, then hits a home run in extra innings and wins the game. 
And after the game, he was interviewed and asked what, you know, the pressure to have grown up in St. Louis as a Cardinal fan to be playing for a hometown team. Here it is, the World Series, the bottom of the ninth. You're down to the last strike or the World Series is over and you, you hit a triple and drive into it. What were you thinking? You had to be thinking about the pressure. You know what he said, Chad? No, what did he say? I was focusing on just trying to get the barrel of the bat through and just, just make contact. I just wanted to make contact. I wasn't thinking about that. I knew I had to, I knew I had to perform, so I wanted to execute and get a hit. He focused on the process. And that, you know, that to me, I know a lot of people in Kansas City don't like Cardinals, but the Cardinals because they're on the other side of the state. But you know what? It doesn't matter. That, that statement right there is what it's all about. And I guarantee you, along his path to get to the major leagues, he was coached that. So I think that's something that, that you know, the more you talk about that, Chad, I think the better your teams will be. All right. Well, thank you for your call, sir. I appreciate it. I appreciate your, yeah, your comments you. this morning. Have a great day. All right, that frees up our lines here at 913-3810-810. You know, we always get a lot of calls towards the end of the show, so now's your chance to call. And I want to hear from you. The Royals have come back from way behind, you know, the worst record in baseball to now two games out of first, a game over 500. Why? Sporting KC is five points ahead. They're in first place. Why? Okay, confidence, you know, we can talk about the abilities and skills that all these players have, and they all do, but I guarantee you they have abilities and skills on other teams. But it's also that belief internally that I don't care about the result. I'm focusing on what I'm doing. And I, can, I, I, I used to work for the Royals. I worked with them several times as their team psychologist. They're not there now. I haven't been there for several years, but I can promise you I know several of these players from talking to them when I was there. I am sure that the experiences they've had the last few years have put them in a situation where they're not worried about the fact that they're 10 games under 500, 25, 30 games into the season. It's a long season. It's a long haul. What matters is what happens at the end. But you have to focus on each game. Hey, you know, it's one game at a time. It's one inning at a time. It's one batter at a time. It's one pitch at a time. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's true. And if you can focus on that, focus on what you're doing, don't worry about the results and focus on the process. You will get better. All right, 913-3810-810 is the number I want to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to hear from you if you play sports. You don't have to agree with what I'm saying. You may say it's a bunch of bunk what I'm saying. I want to find out. 913-3810-810 is the number. Let's see what Dustin has to say. Dustin, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Great. Thank you for calling in. Get your opinion. Well, um, you know, first off, whenever you were talking about your four most important things, uh, the first thing that popped into my head was the preparation, like you said. And, uh, you know, I think that whenever you know that you've uh, put in the time and, and, and you've worked harder than, than the guys you're competing against, um, you know, I think that separates you a little bit mentally there. When it, when just, just knowing that, that you've done what you needed to, uh, in order to do your best. Um, why, tell, me, and, tell me why you think that. Well, I think that, you know, as I coach high school basketball uh, in the area, and I think that this is one of the, the tougher things, um, especially for young coaches, you know, to get through to their players. Um, you know, we, we talk about the X's and O's and, and how we you know, do things in practice and all that that go with the game. But I think the mental part um, is kind of overlooked. And, and I think that, you know, focusing on the process, like, like you're talking about, um, you know, when – when, when guys, I, I don't know, when, when guys have put in the time, you can just see a difference. Uh, when you have players that, that have worked hard all summer and spent extra hours in the gym, um, it, it, you can just tell 
um, mentally that they're on another level, and I think that just comes from the comes from the preparation that they that they've done. How do you, as a as a basketball coach with high school kids, coach the mental part, and how much time do you spend on that? Well, we I, we need we need to spend more, um, but I think that the first thing is you have to embody what you're preaching to your players. Uh, if you're talking about process for your players, and the first caller, you know, use the the next play mentality. I think that if you're going to preach that to your players, then we have to embody that. You know, how many times do you know does a player make a turnover or a mistake, and we tell them next play, and then here we are arguing a call that happened four possessions earlier. Um, you know, I think the body language. I think you know when when your players prepare. You know, us as coaches, we're preparing too, but we have to show that um, that we're that we're prepared and. And we're ready for things, and, and we're not nervous, and we, you know, we're trusting the process ourselves. Um, so I think getting that through to the players and showing them that you're that you're practicing that that same belief and and the same thing. I think I think guys see that. I think um, you know players feed off of that. Uh, when you see coaches going crazy sometimes, um, you know, the, player, the players embody that. Well, you know, Dustin, since I wrote a book, I can promote it on this show, my book, Just Let Him Play, which I co-wrote with Jeff Montgomery and Pete Malone. We talk a lot about this in there. And, of course, the two of them have so much experience, and and their records and and reputation speaks for themselves in terms of what they've accomplished. But Mm -hmm. we talk about this. And and one of the things that I do when I work with teams that I encourage coaches to do, I have – when I go in and work with a team, I have everybody on the team write down five lists about themselves, and then we do it as a team. I have them write down individually and as a team their goals, strengths, weaknesses, fears, and distractions. And that, as a coach, if you have all your athletes do that and you sit down and go over that individually with each one, it's going to help you understand where they're coming from. And it's, it's interesting when I talk about goals because I think goals are a, an opening into an, athlete, into an individual's mind okay, about who they are, what they're about, where they're going. And there are two types of goals, Dustin. There, there are materialistic goals, the things you can measure. I want to win a certain number of games. I want to have this batting average, you know, whatever, whatever that might be. And then there are the non-materialistic goals, which I call the, back, the, the backbones. I want to be more confident. I want to feel good about myself. I want to be happy with what I'm doing. The things you can't measure, those are the things that really are an opening into, a, into an athlete's mind, into an individual's mind. And as a coach, mm-hmm. I think it can really help you get to know you know, I think that will help you coach those kids better. And then when you do that as a team, you know, if you have an athlete and all he, put, all he or she writes down are materialistic goals, they're not looking deep enough into themselves. And, mm-hmm. and to me, they're not going to deal with winning and losing as well. Okay, where you have someone who talks more about, I, you know, my goal is to become a more confident athlete. I want to become a, a more a, a deeper psychological person. I want to have a better attitude. You know, I want to be better prepared. You can't measure those things. Yeah, so goals that so goals that aren't focused on the result. Yes, sir. And I think gotcha. if you if you get athletes to talk about that, they will be easier to coach, and I think they will understand the, the all this better. If you have athletes to just talk about you know how many points they want to score, how many games they play, all that type of stuff, okay, th- that's going to be more of a shallow answer. And I think it's they're the ones who are going to be more focused on the results, and they're the ones who when they don't succeed, will be more troubled. So that, to me, is where you as a coach can – that's where you put your psychological hat on, and that's where that can help you. Yep, absolutely. Well, listen, and, and, go ahead. And I think, I think uh, you know, one other thing, too, especially with, with younger kids and, and 
and high school kids that um, you know what they hear from what they hear from their parents too. I think parents' goals is um, obviously you know parents want their kids to succeed and and it, you know it feels good when when they you know score a bunch or they have you know result oriented goals too. So I think that uh, that's another tough thing um, is is what you know what they're hearing. We can't control what they hear uh, at home or what they hear in the car ride home or or you know. So I think that you know. You can tell when players um, are hearing the right things there too. So well, and that's where that's where also just to throw this in, the importance of the preseason meeting comes in, mm-hmm. where you as a coach sit down with the parents and the athletes, and yep. talk about a lot of this stuff, and have a, a, you know a lot of I know there are a lot of coaches who say I'm not talking to parents, I don't want them talking to me. Well, you know what, you need to have an open door. Or if what 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 level do you coach? A high school, middle school? Where, where do you coach? High school. Okay, I mean to me. Yeah, obviously, you know, you have to have a, a, a way to deal with parents, right? I mean, it's going to happen. Okay, and so you need to have in that preseason meeting, you set up a, here. here's how I deal with parents. You know, I don't want to talk to you the night the, yeah, after a game, give it the 24-hour rule, whatever it might be. But then if you have parents that have issues, say, okay, we will set up a time to talk. Here's the way I do it. I, I don't think you cut them off and say, I don't talk to you. That's just my opinion. I mean, what do you do? You tell me. Well, uh, actually, him, I just read a great article a couple of days ago, and it was about uh, – working with parents instead of dealing with parents you know we always say deal with parents but uh, when we say the word deal that's 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 kind of implying that it's a negative thing and i think it's you know this is something that um, i've got to get better at and and where when you let parents in and, and you build that trust and and you communicate with them and then you try your best to work with the parents and it's a positive thing rather than um than making it you know, dealing with parents. Well, uh, I, you know, I, I, yeah, I, excuse me, but I, I, I totally agree with that, and that's how I handle that. And, and, and to me, the whole situation is this. You do work with them. If you're a high school coach, you don't block, you know, throw the parents Absolutely. out. You, you want to you have the priority working with the athlete, communicating with the athlete, but their parents are involved. So you can't, you can't ignore them, and you can't say, I'm not talking to parents. I mean, you have to have, a, you have, to have some parameters. I'm not going to talk about the game right after the game. You need mm-hmm. time to simmer down. I need time to simmer down. Just like I tell parents on the ride home from the game, don't talk about the game with your kid unless they want to talk about it. Yep. Don't bring up, why'd you miss that shot in the third quarter? If you'd made that, we would have won. You know, yep. you, don't, you, don't even, you don't bring that stuff up. Just say, okay, let's go get something to eat. Where do you want to go? Let's go home. Let's get some rest, whatever. If they want to talk about the game, fine, but don't sit there and criticize them. Sit there and talk with them. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you're doing a lot of good things. I appreciate the call this morning. Good points, and, and, and good luck coaching this year. Call back again. I'd love to work with you. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Have a great day. All right. That frees up our lines here at 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As you know, I'm here every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. And today's topic is this issue. We've got a wide open phone board, and I want to get some calls in here. As you know, the Royals are now a game over 500. Sporting KC is in first place. They just beat the Galaxy in L.A. last night for the first time in several years. The, the ability to believe in yourself, the ability to not worry about the score, not worry about the result, not worry about the statistics, not worry about the standings, is so, so, so important. And having worked with, with hundreds of professional athletes over my 36 years in practice, been the Olympic team psychologist for several years with the cycling team, we won nine medals in 1984, hadn't won any in 72 years. And I will tell you right now, our whole focus was on not we got to win a gold medal, silver medal, bronze medal. It was let's go do our best. If we do our best, 
we will be successful. And that's the way I try to approach young people coming to my office, or whoever it is. I work with all kinds of people. So I want to hear from you. If you are a coach, how do you coach building confidence? How do you get your team to believe that they can succeed when the statistics aren't very good? Can you do that as a coach? Is that something you can teach and coach? 913-3810-810 is the number. If you are an athlete and that negative mindset takes over, that negativity consumes you. It's a beautiful morning here in Kansas City right now, and a lot of people are listening to this show right now on the way to the golf course or the tennis courts. So if you're on the way to the golf course and you warm up great, you're on the range and you're just crushing those balls, you're hitting everything, you go to the putting green, it's like, wow, everything's just laser right into the hole. And you go to the first tee box and those jitters come on and you shank your drive, hit it way off to the left. Then what? Are you done? Oh, I suck. I'm terrible. I can't do it now. What goes in your mind? Or do you say, oh, well, that was a bad shot. What did I do? Oh, I turned my wrist over. All right, let's punch it out, get in the fairway, hit it on the green, and see what I can do. What do you think? 913-3810-810 is the number. I want to hear from you if you're an athlete. I want to hear from you if you're a coach. The whole confidence issue, the belief issue, the mindset issue is what it comes down to. Give me a call and let's talk. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're in the leader in sports, Sports Radio 810 WHP. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As you know, I'm here every Sunday from 7 8 a.m. I like to say our show is the best kept secret in town because I think a little bit biased, but uh, I think we talk about things on this show that aren't really addressed in other sports talk shows to this degree. Obviously, a lot of the shows touch on these things, but this is my expertise. This is what we get into. And I I think the mind dictates the body. The mind determines how everything works out. So I want to hear from you. Our topic today is this. The ability to be confident in sports. In the end, is what's talked about all the time. When a team wins a championship, when a team fails... When an athlete chokes under pressure, they talk all the time about mindsets. You know, Sergio Garcia at the Masters this year had, lo- had played in what? I can't remember, 70-something, you know, uh, major events that had never won. And there was all this talk about how he can't play well. He's a choker. I don't buy that. You know, he played well in a lot of them. He just didn't win. That doesn't mean he's a choker. Has he, has he fallen apart under pressure a lot of times? Yeah. But everybody does. But he won it this year, so now that, that, that noose is gone from his neck. No one's going to say he chokes anymore. The ability to have that confidence, to overcome negativity, to overcome failure, in the end is what it comes down to. Now, I've been a lot around hundreds of coaches in my 36-year career. Now, I'm going to tell you something right now. You know, Royals coach Rusty Koontz is one of the best when it comes to coaching athletes. I spend a lot of time with the Royals. And in the past, haven't been there for a few years, as I mentioned, but I got to, to know Rusty quite, quite well. And we worked together with some athletes. And I'll tell you why Rusty is, is such a good coach. He is a communicator, he is a listener, and he is an evaluator, evaluator of talent. 
And he sits down with – there was one guy that we got in a trade. It wasn't, wasn't very confident. And he and I worked together. I do give a personality test that evaluates you, and we went through the results. And it ended up the guy really didn't know how to play the outfield very well. He's a major league baseball player, and he didn't know how to play the outfield. In fact, he got by on his raw talent. So I said, you know what, let's bring – you don't mind, let's, let's get Rusty involved. So Rusty got involved with us and began working with this young man. And, and it, it was incredible how much better he got because Rusty coached him in a positive, constructive, confident way. You know, Alex Gordon, who I happen to have tremendous faith in and belief in, I know a lot of people are down on him because he hasn't hit well, but I'm going to tell you something. Alex Gordon is the epitome of what a professional athlete should be. The guy works his butt off doesn't complain, doesn't bitch and moan, comes in and works hard all the time. You're not always going to be successful. You're not always going to get the results you want, but you have to keep playing. You have to keep doing it. I've heard a lot of people say, well, once you sign that big contract, you quit trying. Uh-uh, no way. I guarantee you he didn't. I guarantee he's playing just as hard now as he did five years ago. Success and failure in sports happen. You have to overcome it and be patient. I will tell you right now, you know, Rusty Kuntz worked with him when he moved from third base to, to the outfield. Gold glove outfielder. All right? So it's it's about the coaching. It's about the mindset. It's about the ability. So I, we've still got plenty of time left to get some calls in here. I want to hear from you. If you are a coach, how do you coach confidence and mindset in your athletes and your team? If you do that and have done it, I want to get your opinion what you did. 913-3810-810 is the number. If you are an athlete and you play a sport, you compete, and you have fallen behind, like I used the example a couple times on the show already, you're going to go play golf, you triple bogey the first hole. Are you done? Does that mean you, you're, you're, you're not playing anymore? you finished? You've given up? How do you come back from that? How do you keep your focus? I talked at the beginning of the show. Four key words, preparation, focus, attitude, confidence. If you concentrate on those words, I promise you, you will get better. You will improve. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. I'd like to hear from you if you are a coach. How, do you coach these things with your athletes or do you just focus on fundamentals? How much time do you take and talk with your athletes about their performance, about what they do? I think it is so, so important to spend time on the mental side. You can be the most talented guy out there, the most talented young lady on the field. But if you can't handle pressure, if you fall apart and start thinking too much, you know, that's another thing, thinking. One of the, this is one of the dilemmas of being smart. If you're an athlete and you're smart, the kiss of death is that you think. Because guess what happens when you think too much? You get stuck in your head. And then you can get paralysis by analysis. You start trying to figure everything out and fall apart under the pressure. Thinkers get themselves in trouble. And so that's why if, you're, if you are an athlete and you're smart, you have to have a plan for success and failure. I've been doing this for 36 years. I've, I've spent so much time with so many wonderful people, and I've seen how people have gotten better by developing their minds, by working on their attitudes, by working on their confidence. I started the show off by talking about preparation, focus, attitude, confidence. 
Those four words, if you focus on those four words as a coach with your team, as an athlete with yourself, you will get better. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's see what Brian has to say. Brian, good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. How are you? I'm doing well today, just driving up from Kansas City up to Iowa. Well, be safe on your drive. Beautiful yeah, day, beautiful day to be on the road, though, isn't it? Absolutely gorgeous, yes. So what would you like to share with us? Yeah, I just wanted to visit with you about uh, confidence. Uh, I've got a couple hundred uh, games of coaching high school and college athletes on the baseball side and also am a competitor as well. And I think the biggest thing when I was working with high school and college kids starts with the role that the head coach has and the confidence in his voice alone and his completeness of describing what the complete plan is to how we're going to win and the belief that the coach has and the kids can't help but take on the attitude and the focus of the coach. You hear that all the time, but they really take that personality on. So what's the best way for you to get your athletes to deal with what we've been talking about today, to have that ability to be confident and overcome adversity and not focus so much on the results but to focus on the process? Well, I think it starts at the top, and you can't – these kids see right through you. If you don't believe in someone, they see that and they know that. So you have to have confidence in your players – and, you know, that's the big thing. If they're up there in the bottom of the ninth, your voice flux, your attitude in the coaching box, your attitude to them, I, I think, is passed on through them. And I think that's important because, you know, when you're sitting over that 10-foot putt, you know, if there was a physical thing, I would say the bigger the moment, the more relaxed you confident you want to be and instill that. Well, I think that's I know, that. I think that's a great. I think that's great advice. But I, I try to do this. I, I try to get people, no matter what the moment, to focus on you. And yes, it's the Olympics. Yes, it's the Game Seven of the World Series, the NBA championships, or it's the Super Bowl, or it's your high school championship, or it's your club championship, or it's the league championship game. It's another game, and you need to focus on what you're doing. It's just so easy for people to get too caught up in the result and not focus on, like I said, the process of what you're doing. And that's why I use the example of David Freeze. I don't know if you heard me earlier. David Freeze in the World Series of the Cardinals a few, year, a few years ago when they won. Game six, bottom of the ninth, at bat, Cardinals losing by two runs. He had an 0-2 count, gets a triple, drives in the two tying runs. Next, A-B in extra innings, hits a home run that wins the game. They go on to win the next day. After the game, he's interviewed and says, as the pressure they set on him was on, must have been unbelievable. He said, no, I wasn't thinking about that. I was just focusing on making contact. And I think that's, you know, I, that's from I, his ironically, coaching. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Ironically, you know, and, and I'm a big Pete Rose fan, although I may not believe in everything that he stands for, but he would tell you that there's 23 out of 25 roster players full of Hall of Famers with the big red machine. 23 of them didn't want to be up there in the bottom of the ninth inning with two outs and down a run. And he was one of those guys that I think did. So well, I, you know, you're yeah, right. And I, I've had the privilege to work with so many great athletes. I mean, I was a Royal psychologist back in 1990 and for several years here this past decade. And 
you know, I mean, I look, I got to know George Brett, and I George Brett is the epitome of what it's all about, and uh, I love George. He he got it. He understood it. That's why he was so good. He was able to deal with that because he focused on what he had to do. That's why I won three batting titles. All right. Listen, Brian, i got to let you go. I want to get to one more caller. Thanks so much for calling right. in. Great point this morning. You be safe driving. Appreciate Thanks. it. All right, let's go real quickly. Coach Cooch, we're going to put you on here for about a minute. Go ahead, sir. Hey, how you doing, Doc? Great. Um, big fan. You, you spoke at my uh, All-Pro Dads group years ago. It was awesome. But Thank anyway, uh, I believe in, uh, you know, it's the kids' team, so they're in charge. I'm, I'm the coach because – the league dictates somebody 21 years of age has to be on the sidelines to be responsible. It's kind of my philosophy. Now, I work with them on fundamentals and all, but they it's their team. They run it. They, there's a there's a, an offensive captain and a defensive captain, and they're guys that are on the field most of the time. It's their job to correct things if they see them during the game. When I call a timeout, it's because they somebody needs a, a rest, and when I do call timeout, I usually let the captains tell me what's going on. I'll ask them what's going on out there on the defense and the defense. Well, so what's, what you're doing is, and I've got to let you go here, Coach. Thanks for calling in. Call in earlier next time. We're, we're out of time here. But what, what he's doing is being a guide and a director, and that, that's, Coach, what you're doing. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. Hope you enjoyed the show today. You can hear it several ways. It's podcasted here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Go to the podcast page, click on additional programming, and you'll find it. You can also find it on my website, which is winnersunlimited.com. And uh, you'll also find other podcasts there. I have a podcast show that I'm doing now that will be on there as well, winnersunlimited.com. Send me an email at drj at winnersunlimited.com. You can follow me on Twitter at, at drjsportspsych or call me at my office at 816-561-5556. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and we're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 10 WHP.